You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. Thank you very much. So this is a story about the very many different ways in which LGBTQ people need to come out all of the time and how difficult that is. So I'm going to take you back to 1993 and um, I've got a deep question for you to start off with. Does anybody remember the Take That Video Pray? Okay, now it doesn't have a really deep um, arc to the storyline. It basically is the members of Take That with their tops off um, underneath a shower and, um, and, and various, you know, different throws on that. And that really was my sexual awakening. And that probably is too much information. So I was in year eight at secondary school and I saw this video and I realized I'm definitely gay. I think there'd been moments before. Um, and so I had that information, but what did I do with it? And um, I went to an all boys grammar school in Kent. Yes, they do really exist. They're not just something you've heard about of in, in nightmares. And, um, and it was kind of like, a, it was a really weird place. It was like a castle, there was a tower and you could only go walk one way up the tower. It was really strange. And um, so, so I knew that I was attracted to boys, um, but there was no out gay person there. And that was really difficult. No teacher, no student. In Dover, where it was, there, were, there was no bar. There was, there was nothing to do with this newfound longing that I had. Um, and I used to go to parties, um, and I used to look into the eyes of people that I was attracted to and wonder, what if? But it never went any further than that, and that was really difficult. Um, and I kind of think that young queer people face so many issues, bullying in school, you know, all the issues around mental health. But I think that the biggest thing sometimes is just knowing there's other people like you. And I didn't have that when I grew up. So, so that's, that's the back story, I guess. So then I'm going to take you to my first year at uni. And that's when I came from Dover to Norwich. And um, I came to Norwich in 1999. And I've been here ever since because I love it. And um, so I came to Norwich and, um, and I met this guy called Alex and he completely blew my mind and um, he was devastatingly attractive he was really difficult as all devastatingly attractive people are I've come to learn and, um, and we became friends and I'm not really sure upon what basis that friendship was built but I've got an idea and um, so we in our first year at uni we both had girlfriends yeah Poor, poor, poor people. And um, at the end of the first year at uni, we went on holiday to Gran Canaria. And, um, and, and when we got there, for some reason, I was staying in a room with Alex and the two girls were staying in a room with each other. Like, <laughs> I don't really know why. <laughs> But that happened, and I can't say why that was the case. Um, and, um, and so the beds were apart. But every day when the cleaning lady came into the hotel, she'd move the beds together. And I don't really need to go into too much information about what happened next, but you can guess. So that was where my first experience happened with my best friend in Gran Canaria. And, um, and so we just, we, we had this secret relationship for, for ages. 
and um, and we we didn't come out, and he didn't actually come out for for over a decade after that. And we lived together in the second year at uni, and um, we didn't tell anyone. We had a completely secret relationship. We used to sneak into each other's rooms late at night or early in the morning, and we d we didn't tell anyone. It was a really small house in the Golden Triangle that had five students in it. How we got away with it, I will never know. Um, so then, then I went away to France for a year, and um, and then I came out in France, and and that was a really good like testing board. And then I came back to England, and I thought, well, I've got to tell my mum. So um, I was in a relationship then, and um, my mum came up to Norwich, and at that point there was a TV program on about people coming out to their parents, and um, people used to watch it and laugh, and they would have done if they'd have seen mine. So I took my mum to the most kind of you know subtle quiet restaurant you can think of, I took her to Mambo Jambos. <laughs> and um, so we got through the various Mexican delightful dishes and we got to the end of the meal and I still hadn't told her. So um, I told her in the car park and her, um, I came out in the car park, we we're sitting in the car, and her initial reaction was, everything I touch turns to shit. <laughs> that, that wasn't great, obviously, um, but I've got to say since then, been much better and not a problem now. Um, so, so that was how I came out to my mum. But it doesn't stop there, does it? Because the, the, the key message from my story, I think, is that LGBTQ people have to come out all of the time. So I'm now a teacher. And um, when I first got into teaching, I thought, I want to change the world. I want to um, talk to young people about being queer. I want to give them confidence to come out themselves. So I worked in, um, I won't give away the name of the school, but um, I then, my first teaching job was in a very strange place just outside Thetford. And, um, and I, I literally, I just didn't feel safe to come out. Um, I, I got a lot of abuse from the students and actually also from the from the staff. You heard things in the in the staff room that made you think actually this just isn't a safe place to come out. So so again I kept that information to myself. I, I didn't feel safe to come out. Um, and uh, and and it was just it makes you realize how difficult it is for people I think that live in remote places you know Norwich is a pretty cool liberal city to live in but actually I think for people that was really different when I went for the interview they said in the interview um, how will you cope coming from the big city and coming out here and that was a bit of a laugh because ever since uni all my friends had taken the mickey out of me for staying in little old Norwich and here I was you know the big guy from the city so so that was the sort of place it was so then I moved to the, the school that I'm currently at, and um, I thought, right, yep, I'm definitely going to come out here, and um, how am I going to do it? Um, and then Norwich Pride started, and um, Norwich Pride started in 2009, and um, I, I was one of the founder members of Norwich Pride. And um, I thought, how am I going to do this? And uh, so how I did it was I was on national, I was on regional news um, talking to a bigot. So that, that's how I came out. <laughs> So, so, uh, <laughs> this isn't really advice for people wanting to come out. Uh, so, somebody at the first Norwich Pride um, was protesting. They were holding the signs up saying all gay people are sinners. And I can't quite remember every bit of it, but somebody basically whispered in their ear, you're, you're a piece of scum or you're going to die or something. And, and I had to be on Anglia News talking to about, you know, Actually, yes, that shouldn't have happened, but what they put up was really hurtful. And th the thing is that the kids were just absolutely fantastic. And, um, and ever since then, you know, from the really bad experience at the first school to, to now, um, 
you know, I, I honestly, I can honestly say I've not had one negative comment from a member of staff or a student. They've just accepted it. And I think that is the, the real thing that I've learned there is the, the, the importance of being honest because there are other people at my school who are gay, who are not out, who do get issues with students. And I think young people really need to know that you're being, you know, honest with them and that you're being genuine. And I think that's something that I've really, really learned from all of this. So yesterday was the 10th Norwich Pride. Did you all enjoy it? <laughs> Good. Um, so, um, so myself and I'm Julie, who's in the audience, and I'm Shao, were the founder members of Norwich Pride in 2009. And that started with one text message from Shell saying, um, there isn't a Norwich Pride, there really should be one. And then we met in Cafe Bar Marzano's, um, which is a great place to meet once you you up and get your stuff um, and um, and and today in our little pride whatsapp group um, we got the details we got the minutes through from the first meeting and um, so it was good to look back and see what we thought back then and um, the first item from the minutes was um, somebody called Jojo said I want to turn the city of Norwich into a rainbow so I think we've done that and then Julie said, um, I want to keep um, the event free and inclusive so that everybody can come. So I think we've done that. And then the next person, um, Shell, said, um, I want to um, promote local talent. Um, so we want local LGBT people in Norfolk performing. That's really important to me. And I said, we've got to keep Pride political because that's the sort of thing that I say all of the time. But hopefully <laughs> we've done that too. So, so the final bit of my story is really about um, letting go and trusting in people. Because, you know, once you, you've come out and you've done your bit, I think it's only right that you hand things over. And working with young people all the time, I find them so inspirational and how confident they are. And if you went to Pride yesterday, you'll have just seen that so many young people were there and it's just such a massive step forward. I went to the loft last night for the, the first time in about a year and I think I was about the only person there that was over 25, and, um, which was awful, but, um, <laughs> but, but it goes to show how confident people are. And um, I was talking to a, a, a girl at my school last week um, who, who's bisexual and um, she had a really, really difficult experience with her dad who hasn't accepted it at all. And um, so we went through this really quite difficult story and uh, what she could do and how we could move on. And, um, and at the end I said, well, how have people been in school? And she was like, oh yeah, that's all right. I mean, people in school think you're weird if you're straight. Um, so, so, so that's brilliant and that's where we are. And, um, and I think, you know, that's the final thing. And so this story, you know, finishes with me saying that I've done 10 years of Norwich Pride and now actually it shouldn't be about me. It should be about handing over to young people and letting them lead it. And we've come so far and there's still so far to go. And it's still a massive issue for people having to come out all the time. And there's still so much rubbish about that. But actually, the, the, the future is with young people who have all of these really good ideas and we've got to trust in them and let go and let them be the future. And that's my story. Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, 
head to our website, truestorieslive.co.uk. We're super grateful to be supported by Arts Council England, Norfolk County Council and Writers' Centre Norwich. <laughs>